The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. Behavior never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Richard Flint here, and welcome to this show of The Power to Be. Uh, This is a show about you. It's a show about helping you to strengthen your life from the inside out. You know, one of the things that's true about each of us is that we either live from the outside in or the inside out. And the difference is this. If I choose because it's a choice, if I choose to live my life from the outside in, then it's really not my life. Because from the outside in, what I'm doing is I'm giving other people control of my life. So it doesn't allow me to be the authentic me. In reality, it doesn't allow me to be real. But if I'm living my life from the inside out, then it is my life. It's my life to design. It's my life to choose what I want to do. It's my life to structure to achieve what it is I want to achieve in my life. And right there, folks, is some of the challenge that we have because if I don't know what I want to achieve with my life, then I'll go looking for someone to tell me what I need to be doing. And in that process, I, I, I never really get to be me. And the strength of what you can do with your life is in your ability to be you. Because you were not put on this earth to be controlled by other people. You were not put here to be a carbon copy. You were put here to be an original. And for a lot of us, including me, that's a challenge. If you'll go back to the concept of the second show I did, which was the third week in January, where I talked about my life story. I spent so much of my years trying to please my mother. I spent so many hours and months and years trying to prove to her. And yet all I was doing was giving my life away. Because when you live a life where you're trying to please or prove, or you're trying to measure up to someone else's standards for you, it's not your life. 
And that was one of the reasons that I agreed to come back here to the Empowerment Channel after being away for about five years, was to come back because as I travel this globe and speak to the different audiences that I speak to and as I work with the mentoring students that I have, I find one of the greatest challenges in life is to design your life to go forward. If you're a listener to the show, you know I talk about it every time. You only got one of two directions to go. You go forward or you go in circles. And I promise you, if you're living from the outside in, you're going in circles. But if you're living from the inside out, you're going forward. And going forward is the only way that growth happens. Going forward is the only way that improvement comes to your life. Going forward is where you build trust. It's where you build belief. It's where you open your eyes of awareness. It's where you gain the confidence to see the unknown in life as the adventure and the opportunity that is awaiting you. And it is your life to choose. It is your life to design. I enjoy doing these shows because every week I get to share with you some insights that I hope you see as a way to improve your life. Anybody that knows me knows my emphasis on words because I can listen to the words you use and get a pretty clear understanding of whether you're living from the outside in or the inside out. I can gain a pretty clear understanding whether you're living from your emotions up or your mind down. Because there are certain words, and let me just give you a few of these, that really tell you a lot about a person. A person who's constantly talking about the problems in their life. See, I believe a problem is a situation or an event that you choose for your life. And you choose that for a reason, because when you have a problem, you don't have to be accountable for your life, because problems are always based and being able to blame somebody else. And any time I see people who are living in a world of problems, I know that, first of all, they're living from their emotions up. I also know that they're living from the outside in. And you see, the opposite of a problem is a challenge. And when you have a challenge, you're looking for the path. You're looking for where that challenge, what lessons you can learn from that challenge. And when I see people who live and their vocabulary is based in challenge, I know that they're living from the inside out, and I know they're living from their mind down. Or when I hear people who don't talk about problems, but they talk about opportunities, because your mind is always seeking the challenge. Your mind is always looking for the opportunity, because in those two words, when they become a, a, a definition of your life and you're living from your mind down, you're looking for the growth that goes there. You know, another set of words. Try. How many times do you hear people talk about, I'm going to try? 
And the interesting thing about try is try is an emotional term. So you're living from your emotions up. And when you talk about the fact you're going to try, most of the time what you've already done, you've already planned your escape route. You've already created your reasons why it's not going to happen. But if I hear talk, people talk about the fact that I will do this, I can do this, I know they're living from their mind down. Because what they're doing is they're allowing their mind to show them the pathway to continue to go forward. You study this about people who are always trying. They're always dealing with the same problems over and over and over again. Then there's the word change. It's amazing because one day I just sat and did tick marks all day long of how many times people use the word change. And you got to understand that change is an emotional word. It's not a mental term. It's an emotional term. So people who live in the world of change are always living from their emotions up and they're living from the outside in. But what if you have somebody who's living in a world where they're seeking improvement, which is what your mind wants for your life? You'll find that that person is living from their mind down and living from the inside out. Sometimes I don't think we really listen to the words we use. I don't think we listen to what we're really saying. But here's the interesting thing. If you want to understand whether you're living from your emotions up or your mind down, are from the outside in or the inside out. Study one thing. Study your behavior. The direction of your life follows the terminology that you use. I hope you got that because that's critically important for you to understand. The direction of your life follows the terminology that you use. Look at people who are negative. Look at their behavior. Their behavior is designed to justify their negative behavior. But if you look at someone who's positive, their behavior is designed to challenge their life and keep them moving forward. And behavior is based upon the the terminology. It's based upon our actions. And in today, I want to take a word. And I'm going to guarantee you something. This word is the biggest time thief in your life. Now, you and I get to do one of four things with our time. We get to waste it. We can choose to abuse it. We can choose to spend it, or we can choose to invest it. And and here's what's interesting. This word that we want to talk about today is is the foundation to wasting time. It's the foundational behavior to abusing time. It's the foundational behavior to just spending time. 
And this term will not allow you to invest your time. And you know that I believe that time is the greatest gift that you have. And what you do with your time defines the life that you're going to have. Now, that word that I'm talking about is the term procrastination. Now, is it a part of your life? Because procrastination is more than a word, it's a behavior. And what I want us to talk about is learning to understand what procrastination is and why we procrastinate. And and then I want us to focus on what can we do to control the behavior of procrastination in our life. And can procrastination become a lifestyle? I have a student that I'm working with, and we were talking about this the other day because he keeps talking to me about what he's going to do in his life. And every time we talk, my question is, how are you doing on what we have designed? Well, this has happened, or that has happened, or this has been given me, or I've run into this. And then everything that is is grounded in a reason why he hasn't done what he knows he needs to do. So I finally just ask him, you've got all these excuses. You've got all these reasons. So my belief is that you really don't want to do what you say you want to do with your life. Procrastination is always a definition for someone who talks a good story, but is not really committed to what they say they want. Because as long as one procrastinates, and it is a choice, folks, it's not something that just happens in life. You have to choose to procrastinate. You have to make procrastination okay. And when you make procrastination okay, you're making a statement. And that statement is all about not doing what you said you were going to do. And as long as one procrastinates, they have to repeat yesterday and today. If I came to where you live, if I walked around where you worked, would I find stacks of clutter? Because Everything you procrastinate with creates a stack of clutter. Because clutter is anything that you start that you don't complete. So if I came to your life, would I find any stacks? Would I find anything that is there not because it has to be there, but because it's there because you have procrastinated with it. And as much as procrastination is a time thief, the biggest time thief you have, it's also a hostage taker that won't allow you to free yourself from yesterday because procrastination keeps you locked in yesterday. 
And as long as you're locked in that yesterday through procrastination, you can't go for it. All you can do is continue to go in circles. So let's get down to the truth. As long as you procrastinate, as long as you choose to do it, because you choose to procrastinate, as long as you choose to procrastinate, you can talk all you want about having a better life. You can talk all you want about growing. You can talk all you want about what you're going to do to make your life better. But as long as you procrastinate, you are a hostage. You are a prisoner who has to stay in yesterday and simply talk about what you're going to do with the tomorrow of your life. I mean, does that make sense to you? So let's see if we can make sense of what procrastination is. Let me give you my definition of procrastination. Procrastination is the behavior. Now, behavior is a chosen action. And every chosen action has a reason and a result to it. Procrastination is the behavior, the chosen behavior of avoidance. Now, we do that through reasons. We do it through excuses. Or we do it through justifications. How many times have you created clutter because you gave yourself a reason why this was not a good time to deal with this right now? How many times have you excused the clutter in your life? Because, you know, I'll get to that later. How many times have you justified not completing the clutter in your life? And you justified it because of something or something. But the reality is, all of this is about you avoiding. It's all about you creating a behavior. And that behavior of avoidance has a word that defines it. And that word is procrastination. See, here's the other side of this. Procrastination is always, and that word always is a very strong word because it means no way around it. Procrastination is always a planned behavior. It doesn't just happen. Stacks don't just appear. It's always a planned behavior. You choose to procrastinate. Procrastination doesn't choose you. And how many days have you given yourself permission to procrastinate? How many days of your life have you abused your time because you chose to procrastinate? How many days of your life 
Have you wasted the time that you had that you could have invested in order to clear your pathway and go forward? How many times have you wasted the time you could have used effectively, efficiently by procrastinating? How many times? How many times have you spent your time getting ready for something that you didn't really intend on doing? But you had to put on a show for people. You, you had to make people think you were serious. And how many times has someone said, you know what, as soon as I'm ready, I'm going to get this done. And you keep looking and you keep watching and you don't see any movement to complete or to clean the clutter. You don't see it. Because at the basis of what their behavior is saying is that I am simply words. And those words are defined by the behavior that I do. And procrastination is always a planned behavior. So you understand procrastination is a choice you make. So hold on to that. And we're going to stop and take a break. And we'll be right back and we'll continue this discussion on the number one time thief in your life, procrastination. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. I love that it's a yearly thing because throughout the year, life gets in the way. It gets bumpy. You start getting down. And I look at this as the time of year where Richard comes out with a two-by-four called Truth and smacks me upside the head. And I'm like, oh, my God. Every year that I've come, I've been like, oh, he's talking to me. I know he is. He gets in your head. He gets in your heart. He gives so much of himself and it's life-changing so if you want to change your life come to star 
2015. Come join Richard Flint July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa in beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Hey, come join the family. Star Maker 2015. Welcome back. We're talking about that one behavior that is the greatest time thief in your life. And that one behavior is your choice. And I'm not going to let go of this. It is your choice to procrastinate. Now, here's another element to this concept of procrastination. It's a behavior that punishes It punishes you because it won't let you go forward. Because procrastination kills the pathway, it blocks it, it destroys it, it puts a jungle across it to going forward. Because until something is completed, you can't move beyond it. That's why procrastination makes you a hostage. Because you've got to complete in order to move beyond. So procrastination is a behavior that punishes you. But folks, it not only punishes you, it punishes the people that are waiting for you to fulfill your part of what you said you were going to do. I meet so many people, and there's so many salespeople who don't like, I mean, they really don't like paperwork. They don't like dealing with the details. So rather than completing what needs to be completed so that other people can do their part, they procrastinate. And, and they, can, they can justify it. Because they talk about how busy they are and that, you know, they, they know they need to do, get to it, but they're just so busy. Or you'll meet people in a leadership role hmm? who won't deal with things. And they procrastinate addressing situations. Why? Because they're just so busy. And you've got to understand, procrastination is more than just a time thief. It's a form of punishment. Now, also understand this. One of the greatest ways that most people justify their behavior of procrastination is through good intentions. How many times have you heard this? But well, you know, I intended on getting that done. Or, I intend on getting to it. And yet, those many times are just words to get people to shut up. To leave me alone. Not talk to me about this. And it becomes their reason. It becomes their excuse. It becomes their justification. But for me, good intentions are just another form of a lie. Because good intentions give me permission to not do what I know I need to do. 
So I want to put a question in front of you, and let's deal with it. Why do people, or maybe we could make it more personal, why do you choose to procrastinate? Here's what I've seen in my working with human behavior. First of all, planning wasn't done before the action was taken. You understand something? A plan is not what you're going to do. A plan is the process you're going to use to reach the end result of completion. So if I don't do the proper planning, if I don't do my research, if I don't gather my facts, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to hit a brick wall. And what do you t think the tendency is for the average person who just jumps in when they hit that brick wall? Hmm? They procrastinate. You ever done that? Why do people procrastinate? Their reasons are stronger than their desire. You understand why we use reasons? Because reasons become our way of justifying the situation. Rather than expending the energy to resolve the issue. Now, that can go back to what? Having the reason of not having time? Hmm? And the reason of just being too busy? But Aren't all of those just simply excuses we use to justify procrastinating? Why do people procrastinate? Because others have planned the journey that they're taking. I think you'll understand this. When your life is not your design, and it's not really what you want to do, you don't see the necessity of getting things done. Because I didn't want to do this in the first place. This was not something that I was really excited about. It's something I'm doing because someone else wanted me to do it, or in our words, made me do it. Do you think that can make justification okay? Why do people procrastinate? Because they're cluttered with other unfinished journeys. Let me tell you something I've learned. When you show me a person who procrastinates in one area of their life, they're typically going to procrastinate in the other areas of their life. And when we create stacks, and do you understand how exhausting stacks are? You ever walked around and looked at stacks of things that needed your attention and just got tired looking at them? You see, clutter makes you uncertain where to start. And the result of that is you staring at stacks rather than completing projects. You ever walked around a stack and sometime you took the stack and you straightened it up or you moved it around and you felt like you had done something? Hmm? Unfinished journeys create roadblocks to going forward. 
because anything that's not completed has continuation in your life. Why do people procrastinate? Rationalization becomes okay. Listen, as long as you can rationalize something, you have a reason to procrastinate. <laughs> you have any idea how many people I have met who have mastered the art of rationalizing why they're not doing something? And it's simply avoidance. And procrastination is the behavior of avoidance. Why do people procrastinate? A fear of confrontation. You know, you can procrastinate having a conversation with somebody you need to have, correct? Hmm? And how many times do you do that out of fear? And how many times do we justify, well, this is not a good time? You know, I, I'm not really, really ready for this. The things you don't confront create most of the confusion that traps you in the circle of sameness. The things you don't confront create most of the confusion that traps you in the circle of sameness. And when you don't confront, you justify it, and that justification creates procrastination. Sadness. Why do people procrastinate? Sadness. You see, sad people, people who aren't happy, people who aren't enjoying their life, people who don't enjoy what they're doing, people who every day don't have a spirit of positiveness. Hmm? Most of the time, they lack the energy to complete what they start. You know, you've been there. Negative just drains you, does it not? Negative can pull you down. Not being happy steals joy. Stealing joy cre steals creativeness. Sad people tend to live in a world where they stare, collect, create clutter, and procrastinate doing anything with it. Why do people procrastinate? The beginning excitement wears out. Man, it's amazing how when we start something new, we are so excited. Man, we have energy. But if things don't happen the way we want them to happen, that excitement wears down. So there's no, there's no reason to move forward or to continue to move forward with what you started because it's just not achieving what you wanted to achieve. So what do we do? We stop. And rather than completing, we procrastinate through reasons, justification, or excuses why we're not going to go any further. But if you don't complete it, it holds you hostage. Why do people procrastinate involved in the wrong journey? Folks, the wrong journey will always take you to crossroads where you don't know which way to turn. If you're on the wrong path in your life, you're not going to want to do the things you need to do because there's no fun in it. There's no joy in it. And it feeds back into the sadness. Why do people procrastinate? No sense of urgency. 
This is why I'm a big believer. You need to have a time stamp on everything, that you give yourself a time commitment to get this done. Because without a sense of urgency, time means very little. Why do people procrastinate? A tired spirit. This is huge. The lack of results wears on your commitment and makes the entire process become a giant question. And do you understand the more you procrastinate, the tighter your spirit becomes? Do you understand that? That in procrastination, there's no recharging? In procrastination, there's no reach, no building the motivation? Because procrastination is a behavior that sucks energy out of you and doesn't replace it. Why do people procrastinate? Tomorrow becomes the focal point. When tomorrow is where everything is going to happen, what happens to today? Today becomes a space and time to waste by spending time getting ready for tomorrow. How many times have you used tomorrow as your living room? It's when you're going to start your diet. It's when you're going to stop smoking. It's when you're going to get to this or you're going to get to that. It's when you're going to clean up everything. Why do people procrastinate? The environment doesn't hold you accountable. Everybody needs an accountability partner. Everybody needs someone who will hold you accountable for your behavior. Because without accountability, you will do what you know you don't need to do, but you'll do it anyway. Because without accountability, there is no reason to act. And it's one of the biggest things that we struggle with in life. Most of us are not accountable for our behavior. And when we don't have to be accountable for our behavior, there's really no reason for us to do anything. So do you think that if there's no accountability, it gives me permission to waste time? You think it gives me permission to abuse time? To spend time? Do you think it gives me permission to procrastinate? But where there is accountability, action is required. And this is why so many people suffer when they're in business for their self. Because they're not accountable. Now we're going to pause. We're going to take a break. And when we come back from our break, here's where we're going. We're going to talk about the seven steps to controlling procrastination. Stay right there. We'll be right back. And we'll talk about learning to control this behavior of avoidance. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Behavior never lies. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. 
Behavior never lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information... If you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Last month was about family, and it couldn't have been a better topic. Every day, there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the Morning Minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the Morning Minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Hey, welcome back. I am so glad you are with us today. And I hope that this is giving you some insights into the number one time thief in your life. The behavior that allows us to avoid. And that behavior is procrastination. Now, go back with me. Procrastination is a choice. Procrastination does not choose you. You choose procrastination. You got that? Procrastination is a planned behavior. It's not an accident. It's not something that just happens. You choose. You plan to procrastinate. Now, with any behavior in your life that takes you in the wrong direction. With any behavior that gives the negative side of you permission to stay there, you have to face it. You have to be willing to admit, I struggle with procrastination. You have to face the fact it is a part of your life that can hold you hostage. That can keep you trapped in sameness. That will create mountains of barriers that won't allow you to go forward. But here's the good news in all of this. You can learn to control procrastination. Just as you choose to procrastinate, you can also choose to control that behavior of avoidance called procrastination. 
And I want to suggest to you that there are seven steps to controlling procrastination. You ready? Step number one. Confronting issues, not avoiding them. You see, there is a reason why you choose to procrastinate. You have to be honest about that reason. See, all behavior has an agenda. Nothing in life is spontaneous. Nothing in life and behavior is by accident. You choose the behavior just like you choose to procrastinate. So my first step is I got to confront why I give myself permission to procrastinate. Now, a lot of people don't like that word confrontation. Because they see it as a mean word. They see it as an ugly word. They see it as a frightening word. But all procrastination is, is the skill that creates resolution. See, once I confront, once I face why I'm doing this, then I've got to the place where I'm being honest with myself. So why must you confront? Hmm? Because confusion in your life increases without confrontation. I give myself permission to do all those negative things, to waste, abuse, or spend my time. I give myself permission not to do what? Address. So all I'm doing is feeding the confusion. And the confusion just makes procrastination bigger. Why must you confront? Because the opinions of other people become stated truths. See, if you're not careful, you'll surround yourself with people who you give permission to allow you to procrastinate. It goes back to that accountability issue. Why must you confront? Because negative people gain strength. Your negative behaviors gain strength every time you don't face them. Why must you confront? Because if you don't confront, your fear of doing anything will increase. See, and here's the fact. Positive results can't happen in confusion. And if I don't confront, I give the fear bigger control of my life. So the results that I want can't happen. Why do people confront? Why must you confront? Because organization becomes stifled without it. And in our next show, we're going to talk about achieving organization. Because procrastination and organization play off of each other. Why must you confront? Because now must take precedence over tomorrow. If I don't address the habit, the behavior of procrastination, it makes tomorrow challenging before it even gets here. Why must you confront? Because the timing in your life will never be right without it. Procrastination does what? It steals, 
it abuses, it wastes, and it spends time doing the wrong things. Hmm? So, controlling procrastination, step two. You've got to have organization, not inconsistent attention. This is big. You understand that inconsistency destroys persistency. <laughs> have you heard me say this? That in order to be consistently persistent, you've got to be persistently consistent. Every day that you and I are inconsistent... We strengthen the behavior of procrastination. Do you understand that inconsistency in so many ways is a byproduct of procrastination? Why? Because it won't let you go forward. It makes you a hostage to what you aren't doing. It wears you down. It wears you out. And to control Procrastination, you've got to have a consistency that's balanced with persistency. So to control procrastination with organization, what are the keys? First of all, keep things at a manageable pace. The tendency is when we procrastinate, we speed up. The tendency is when we're disorganized, we tend to run. And any time we're running, any time we can't manage the pace, we support the negative behaviors in our life. The key to organization? Expectations are in sync with your personal maturity. This is critical. Why? Because if you try to do something that you're not prepared for in a sense of maturity, you have not developed to the point where you have the skills developed that will allow you to do it, it will put that wall up in front of you and it will shut you down. Key to organization, you got to believe in what you're doing. Most people who procrastinate don't believe in what they're doing. They're just doing it but they don't believe in it because if you believe in something, you don't procrastinate. You keep challenging and pushing it forward. Key to organization, stand focused. People who, are, who procrastinate cannot maintain focus. Why? Because clutter steals your attention. The opposite of organization, and we'll talk in depth about this next week, the opposite of organization is being scattered. The more scattered you are, the easier it is to procrastinate. Controlling procrastination, third step. Not staying if you believe this is not right for you. If you're in the wrong place and you choose to stay there, I promise you, you will implement the behavior of avoidance. You will make procrastination okay. Why? Because anytime you're in the wrong place, what are you doing? I'm asking the wrong questions. I'm reaching out to the wrong people. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. And all of these feed the behavior of avoiding. You know, I don't want to be here, so I don't want to deal with that. This is not someplace I choose to be, so I'm not going to do that. And all the wrong place does 
is strengthen your permission because you got to give yourself permission. It strengthens your permission to procrastinate. So if you know you're in the wrong place in your life, if you're in the wrong relationship, if you're in the wrong job, if, if you got the wrong people in your life, how do you change the course when no, you know you're going the wrong direction? Calm your emotions. You know when you're going in the wrong, uh, wrong direction, you know what's going to happen. You're going to lift from your emotions up, not your mind down. Have an honest talk with yourself. Just sit down with yourself and admit, I am going in the wrong direction because I'm in the wrong place. And then you got to align yourself with people who are on the journey that you want to be on. And you got to start reaching out to them and asking them to help you. You got to narrow your focus by doing less, not more. Because if you're doing more going in the wrong direction, you're just feeding the confusion. And you got to get clear on what you really want for your life. You got to get clear on what it is that you really want. And then you've got to exit. You got to walk away. And you got to pause. And then you've got to regroup. Controlling procrastination, taking things at a manageable pace, not running a race. Every time you sense you need to speed up, to me, it's a sure sign you need to slow down. So why do you need to pace yourself? It puts more pressure on the journey. If you're going to move on the right pace, on the right course, you've got to make adjustments. That means adjusting your pace. When you're in a race, you're not calm, you're not clear, so all you're doing is feeding the confusion. And you need to pace yourself because if you're out of pace, your emotions take over. The next step, results, not reasons. How do you learn to control procrastination? Results, not reasons. The lack of results create the doubts that cause you to ask the negative questions. You hear me say this. When you procrastinate, you feed your doubts. You institute your doubts many times because you're procrastinating. And any time you procrastinate, there is a negative side to that. So what do results demand? A defined direction. Where am I going? Emotional control. I can't give these emotions control in my life. Management of self. This is not where I want to be, so I've got to make the course correction. Attention to the details. What behaviors are I implementing that I need to, I need to rise above? Narrowed focus. Hey, I don't want to be scattered, so what is it that I'm working to achieve? And then your desire is fed by discipline. You understand what discipline is? It's holding your feet to the fire. Step number six, others who support you, not criticize you. There's no such thing as constructive criticism. Those who say they're offering it are really smiling at you while they're stabbing you in the back. Whatever you do, don't listen to them. So how do you find that support group? Slow down then upgrade your standards of who you want in your life. Pause enough to get to know people's real agenda. And then pass by people whose agenda is to control you in a negative way. 
Open yourself to taking a risk, making stepping out of your comfort zone okay. And then every day, revisit your dream. What is it I really want for my life? And then put yourself in circles where growth is the design of that circle. And then the last step, listening, learning, and implementing. Step number seven. Without these three, you give sameness control of your life, no matter how much information you gather. So what power do these three have for your life? I'll tell you what they do. They create a pace you can manage. And when your pace can be managed, you see clearly what you need to do, and your commitment is stronger. Opportunities you couldn't have seen are there. And opportunities feed your imagination, so it will strengthen me to live from my mind down. There's a world of personal success. And the more successes you have in your life, the less you'll want to procrastinate. It creates extraordinary personal presence. But it's because people like to be around people who are designed to achieve. And then responding. Responding becomes what you are prepared for. So my, my question to you. Do you procrastinate? How much of your life revolves around you procrastinating? Folks, procrastination is a choice you make. Each time you choose it as your plan of action, you stop the forward movement of your life and push yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into the circle of sickness. Procrastination is a choice. It is a behavior designed to keep you trapped in the circle of sameness. It is a behavior designed to keep you stuck in yesterday. And you can control it and you can rise above it. But it has to be a choice you make. I hope this makes sense to you because, folks, I find in my research and in my work with people, procrastination is the biggest time thief in a life. You know I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you think or questions that you might have. And all you got to do is send them to me, richard at richardflint.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't had a chance lately, go visit my website. A lot of new things there, richard at richardflint.com. Until we get together next Thursday where we're going to talk about achieving organization, remember, this is your life to choose, your life to design, your life to live. See you next Thursday. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.